Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, into the 9 o'clock hour we go on a Friday. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you got a great weekend lined up. We've got uh, Combine coming up next week. That'll be a big focal point. Things going on around the Combine. D'Amico Ryans and Nick Casario will meet with the media next week, so maybe get a window into some of the things that the uh, Texans are looking to accomplish in the next couple months here. Colin Cowherd, FS1, um, a one of the more prominent national media personalities who is – Eventually come around on the Texans this season and eventually come around on C.J. Stroud this season. If you recall, Colin Cowherd this time a year ago was throwing all sorts of stones at the Houston Texans based on his buddy Sean Payton's experience interviewing with the Texans and was not a big fan of C.J. Stroud. Thought that C.J. Stroud would struggle the most out of all the rookie quarterbacks to raise the level of his team around him. Just not enough talent around him. Not enough talent for C.J. Stroud to raise the, the level around him. Well, we know how that, we know how that went. C.J. Stroud took the Texans to the postseason. They won the division. They won 10 games. It was a spectacular season for the Houston Texans. Colin Coward, though, Seth, as you've pointed out, does not feel uh, the same level well, of optimism we do in Houston right now. If you uh, just pay attention to who he chooses in, uh, for his AFC playoff teams mm-hmm. this year. Shocker, I'm taking the best quarterbacks overwhelmingly. I have the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, the Chiefs winning their division. I have the Ravens, Jags, Chargers as wild cards. Okay, so Hmm. overwhelmingly going with the better quarterback. Okay. Uh, Just for those, that's a lot of teams all of a sudden right there. You know, this is what you need to look at this through the lens of AFC South. Um, The Colts win the AFC South. Yeah. They're uh, they're they're the division winners, and then the Jaguars are the wild card. So they finish second in the AFC South, based overwhelmingly on strength of quarterbacks. So Colin Coward, based overwhelmingly on the strength of quarterbacks, is putting Anthony Richardson and uh, Trevor Lawrence ahead of C.J. Stroud in uh, this. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the I'm, numbers. That doesn't. I'm left, I'm left feeling kind of confused. That doesn't exactly compute. That all works. Yeah, I just put yeah. it in my, in my. I put it in my. Uh, statistic machine here and it's yeah. spitting out the cowherd sounds dumb that's what it says my machine <laughs> well, okay says, Let, let's give him a chance here okay. and what does he say about the colts per se 
I think Shane Steichen's as good a young offensive coach as the league has had in years. Uh, they've got $60 million in cap space, and I like a lot of their young players. They almost got to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew. Anthony Richardson getting hurt in a weird way is a break because now he could learn from the sidelines. I have talked to Chris Ballard. They love that kid. I'm taking the best quarterback. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is, but it's a wonky division. I look at their schedule. I look at Steichen. I look at their cap space. Okay, so again, uh, he's going with the best quarterbacks. He's not sure if I, – I know I can guarantee to you what happened was he laid this out beforehand and without realizing it, like started saying, I'm basing this on the best quarterbacks. Yeah. And as he got into it, he realized like, oh, I'm putting Anthony Richardson and Trevor Lawrence above C.J. Ahead of C.J. Stroud. So he said, I'm basing this on quarterbacks. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is, but they've got cap space and all these other things. I uh, Look, as far as Indy's cap space, the roster, the job that Shane Steichen did, I agree with that. I think that I, I, I am very bullish on Shane Steichen as an offensive mind. Sometimes it's actually, sometimes it's harder to figure out how a guy as a head coach is more so than it is as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like that. I disagree that making it to the playoffs with Gardner Minshew was somehow less achievable than with a rookie Anthony Richardson. Like if Anthony Richardson's been the whole time. He's acting like, well, Anthony Richardson will clearly be an upgrade over Gardner Minshew. The big problem there is that Anthony Richardson got injured, didn't finish three of the four games that he started this year because of different injuries. It wasn't like one lingering injury. It was all different injuries. He's got a history of injuries and in college. So, so far, like there's very little reason to believe that Anthony Richardson is going to make it through an entire season healthy and intact. Yeah. Anthony Richardson just, he's not played a ton of football in his life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it, you know, forget about he only, you know, played in five games or whatever, started four, finished three in his only professional season. He only played in 24 games in three years at Florida. You mm-hmm. know, he just, he hasn't played a lot of football, period. I think the by the way, having having listened to that a few times now, the way Colin Coward because he he forgot to insert some commas in his script or something. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's saying that Anthony Richardson was hurt in a weird way. Yeah, it's that in a weird way, it's uh, a silver lining or a lucky. Oh, break the in a weird way was attached to the what happened in what a came weird after way. It. It's a good thing because he can okay. he can watch from the sidelines. Yeah, I would agree with that if he hadn't injured his actual shoulder because it's not like he was able to sit on the sidelines and also work on his throwing motion at the yeah. same time. He's got some, he's got some mechanical flaws and issues that he's really going to have to work his butt off at fixing. If he wants to be a consistent NFL quarterback, because I don't think, I don't think he's going to be able to rely on his legs because he just gets hurt so much. What do they say about the Jags? This is uh, funny. You should ask Sean. Here's Colin Coward on the Jags. Oh, by the way, the Jags started eight and three before Trevor Lawrence got hurt. They also hired a defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen from Atlanta, who did the best job with Atlanta's defense in a long time. Yeah. Um, the the whole started eight and three with Trevor Lawrence injured. Trevor Lawrence was injured the whole season. Like he was he was playing banged up and injured the entire time. Uh, it wasn't just and it wasn't like Trevor Lawrence was playing well. People in Jacksonville were not happy at all with the way Trevor Lawrence was playing over the first half of the season. It was kind of like the second time they played the Texans, he had started to get right in the previous couple of weeks. But 
he's he's still very much a first-read quarterback. That's what teams will talk about openly after they play him, is that, well, you know, if you can take him off his first read, he's pretty much done for. So there's another guy that, all right, great, I don't know what you're going to do when he's injured and he can't run, because... It, that's the only recourse you have if you can't go to your second or third read. We'll, we'll get to Cowherd on the Texans here in a second. And by the way, I, I think most of the points he's making are, are pretty good points. I just think that his premise of, of this somehow being a quarterback-driven take is is just falls apart like eight seconds into it when he says Indy and Jacksonville. But we'll entertain yeah. it. And I think he'll you're going to hear he's going to make some good points about the Texans. As long as we're talking about the Colts and the Jags. Which team scares you more right now from a Texans perspective? The Colts or the Jaguars the Colts, this season? The Colts. Because Jonathan Taylor has ran rough shot over the Texans defense. And and those were the those were Jonathan Taylor's two best games of the year versus the Texans defense. Uh it was very much evident that, man, the Texans don't have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw at linebacker. Like they and and those guys when put in a bind between the run and the pass, they really, really struggle. Um, so that's where that's one of the big reasons I look at upgrading the linebacker position as one of my wish list items because uh, that's you got to face the Colts twice and with that RPO game that puts linebackers in a bind, yeah. especially in D'Amico Ryan's defense. It's um, that's that's something you got to address. I'm the Colts too. The unknown scares me with Anthony Richardson like what if he does get it or what if what if more appropriately Shane Steichen to your point is able to put together an offense that really accentuates what he yeah. does like they did with Jalen Hurts yeah. in, in in Philadelphia and let's look if Goodson catches a fourth down pass last year on fourth and one or whatever it was the Colts are probably in the playoffs instead of the Texans right. this year. Yeah, you know? it was a, yeah, you it's forget very it was close. a really close yeah. game a yeah. really close game yep. the other thing too is that Look, the Texans caught a break this year in terms of the types of quarterbacks they played. They didn't face that many genuine dual-threat quarterbacks. And when they did, okay, it was week one versus Lamar Jackson when he was still getting – I mean, and the Texans lost that game, but they didn't really get eviscerated by Lamar Jackson's running ability in that game. Oh. Lamar was, was I still – uh, still feeling his way through. He ended up running a lot he, he more. Save that for the playoffs. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there was that. Kyler Murray. It was his second game back. Kyler Murray was visibly exhausted by the end of the game. Mm -hmm. So they they got lucky in terms of how many athletic quarterbacks they faced. It's going to be a lot different next year. And Anthony Richardson, especially. Look that. The Texans defense looked horrendous in that first quarter versus Anthony Richardson. He yeah. had two touchdown runs that were absurdly easy for him. And like that's what they're going to have to contend with a lot more of next year. All right, what's our guy have to say about the Texans here, Seth? Oh, he had two little blurbs on the Texans. Two blurbs. This was actually the at the beginning, he started it all off by by telling you everybody, "Hey, hold on. There's going to be some surprises here. Houston doesn't make it. What? Now they have to play with expectations. Schedule is significantly harder and oh by the way Anthony Richardson and Trevor Lawrence are both healthy again so that's a team I like I don't think Houston bottoms out sophomore slump that's a team I feel like I'm being criticized by a teacher when Colin Coward is significantly <laughs> significantly significantly into like an eight syllable word Worst performance on this essay. I wish I saw the video of the part where he goes, <gasps> Texans in third. <gasps> um, <laughs> His little marionette makeup that he wears. Yeah. He's all shiny. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he makes fair points. I think the Texans are going to appropriately be the favorite to win this division. I, I trust 
that they'll have an offseason that fortifies them to where they can take on this schedule and still be at least 10-7 and seven this year. And I think everybody's a year older in their jobs they were doing for the first time. D'Amico Ryans, Bobby Slowick, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, a bunch of guys. I do think expectation. I, I'll always say it's different being the hunted instead of the hunter. If I say that about other things, I've got to accept that that's a possibility yeah. with the Texans. And the schedule is a – that is material. That is a real thing. The schedule – the, the difficulty, the step-up in weight class on this schedule is a massive step-up. Yeah, and and there's one game in particular that I'm really looking forward to, but also a little bit nervous about next year. Uh, it, and it's one of the teams Colin Coward mentions here. Look at the Texans' opponents. There's some tough ones there. Cowboys on the road, Chiefs on the road, Packers, I think, are excellent on the road. You face Aaron Rodgers, and he's healthy early on the road. Home games, well, good luck. Lions are really good. Ravens are really good. Dolphins score a lot of points. Bills score a lot of points. That's a tough schedule for the Houston Texans. And they still, they still are in a rebuild. They're still trying to rebuild that roster. So I like Houston. I think they pull back a game or two. Okay. Yeah, and this uh, that he makes a good point there that the Texans are still in a rebuild. Yep. They're not, they're not right there yet. And that's where I think when I'm advocating that the Texans spend in free agency, just not in the same way that some other people at this station are advocating. I think some of those other people are just not understanding and grasping that, no, the, the Texans are not just losing 30 free agents, that many of them are starters that do have to be re-signed. And some, you'll, you'll, or you're going to have to find free agents to fill those holes. So it's not like you can just focus in on one or two guys and then not also fill out the rest of your roster. It's very much still a rebuild, and the the schedule does get harder next year. The one team there that I'm intrigued by is the Dallas Cowboys because they hired Mike Zimmer as their defensive coordinator. One of the reasons that I think it was a good idea that they hired Mike Zimmer is that Mike Zimmer has been way, way, way better against Kubiak-Shanahan systems as a defensive coordinator, as a defensive coach. He's fared much better versus those Kubiak-Shanahan systems than Dan Quinn, his predecessor, did. He really struggled. But just against the rest of the league, too, compared to the rest of the league, Mike Zimmer's been very good at that. So um, he's got a good feel for exactly how to attack those teams. I think his time spent with Gary Kubiak probably helps in that regard. San Francisco is one of those teams. Green Bay runs that offense over in the NFC. The teams that did in the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys, they specifically addressed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and you know, I guess and the Texans are going to catch some, some shrapnel off of that. Like, oh, no, by the way, while we're equipping ourselves to deal with the Packers and the Niners, any of you other people that run this offense, you're going to get the what for as well from Mike Zimmer. Um, did Colin Cowherd tip his hand about possibly knowing something? I want to play just the beginning of that schedule cut again, Ben. Look at the Texans' opponents. There's some tough ones there. Cowboys on the road, Chiefs on the road, Packers, I think, are excellent on the road. You face Aaron Rodgers, and he's healthy early on the road. Ding. All right, good. Face Aaron Rodgers early on the road. None of us know when these games are happening. How the hell does he know it's happening early? But I think some of that might be his odd cadence that he has, where did he mean to say that Aaron Rodgers is healthy early? Well, Plus he's on the road, but who knows? If, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just taking it for what I'm doing. Yeah, the old Mike sounds... Melter, Occam's Razor thing here. Yeah, Cowherd may know early something. on the road, healthy early on the road. And, and, yeah. and, and the reason and the reason we bring the reason we bring it up is there has been some smoke about Texans Jets being a possibility. You know that's a that's a good sexy matchup for an opening week game between mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud and a returning 
Aaron Rodgers in New York. And that awful, awful MetLife turf. Yes. Of course, uh, at that point, you know, if it comes down to, okay, if one of the quarterbacks is going to get injured, it's more likely going to be Aaron Rodgers popping his other Achilles <laughs> oh, or something. I'm not wishing for it. I'm no. just saying it realistically. I, I just hope. I'm that. just, uh, I'm don't, just talking don't, don't reality here, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, I'm just, I was thinking about this more last night for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some kind. Uh, there's got to be some kind of connection to like how healthy a guy looks physically and whether he's likely to tear an Achilles tendon or not. Because you know, the Aaron Rodgers has just looked more and more haggard these last Gaunt. couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah, just I, it's haggard. weird. Like, like he's just his his eyes have gotten like darker. The bags under his eyes are darker. He just yes. looks tired all the time. I know he's preaching peace and love, yet at the same time he's he's very surly a lot. Uh, I just I don't know. I don't I don't feel like that bodes well, as opposed to like Tom Brady, who looked like he just stepped out of a facial everywhere. Yes, way. like he had just gotten a facial and a manicure or something. Like he looked in twelve hours of sleep. Yeah, like he'd slept on a bed of roses. Yep. and he woke up and angels spritzed holy water on his face as he walked out. Yeah, the door. he still looks like, that he way. He stayed healthy. Yeah. yeah, he still looks that way. Text message. Coward is smoking crack and has lost all credibility with me. Well, that's a little extreme. Um, <laughs> that sounds actually like he might believe that. Coward. Like that literally. Yeah. You know what's funny about that take on the Texans? When you texted me yesterday about it, you're like, I got some cowherd on the Texans. And yeah. you told me about the, the, the audio. Um, I texted Greg Tui, Cowherd's producer, who listens yeah. to our show. He's from Houston, but he, he, he listens to at least the first couple hours before they start prepping for, for the herd. And usually he'll text me when Colin says something good or bad about the Texans because then yeah. we can use it on the show like we are right now. And I texted him I'm like, hey, man, what's up with your boy putting the Texans third in the AFC South? He said he, he said he did that. I forget what day he did it, but whatever day it was, too, he wasn't there. He's like, he probably did it because I wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> that's why he went in double on the Texans, too. Yeah. His, his opening preamble had a bit about the Texans. Did and it? And then he concluded with the Texans there, too. Yeah, man. He's like, yeah, well, Tui's out. The mouse, the cat will mouse will play. <laughs> when yeah. the Tui's away, the cow herd will play. Yeah. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you um, on a uh, on a Friday. All right, we're gonna reset this. Are Seth and I the epitome of the old mentality? And in the eyes of John Lopez, what's wrong with Houston Texan fans? That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. Okay, a couple things here as we just finished up playing Colin Cowherd's prediction of Texans third in the AFC South. Text message, does Cowherd ever get tired of being wrong? No. That's the answer to that. He doesn't because he doesn't care that he's wrong. He cares. Right. He does. Yeah, he'll flip flop with like no apologies whatsoever. He, yeah, he does. He does do a segment where uh, where he highlights spots where he was wrong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he just he wants to he wants to get you interested. He likes yeah. generating conversation and emotion. Yeah. So no, does he t- get tired of being wrong? No, and he never will. Um. Text message. All the teams in our division have a very hard schedule too. That's accurate. The, the, well, the teams in your division, fourteen of the seventeen games are all the same for the teams in your division, pretty much. The three variable games are where the Texan schedule gets harder because they play the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. Right. Well, only the Jaguars have a tough schedule. Um, the other two teams in the division have a bottom 50 Bottom half, schedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Texans have the fourth toughest schedule. The Jaguars have the seventh toughest schedule. You said eighth and earlier. Yeah, I think eighth, so. Or yeah. The eighth toughest schedule. And then the other two are, in the, uh, are like down in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah that's they're playing the, some real stinkers for those other non-division games. Right, 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 right. So um, I like that the Texans play a schedule like this. I think it's gonna they're equipped for it. You know, hopefully. I mean, you gotta have a good off season, but I, it should it should be a whole lot of fun. And I'm telling you this: if you're somebody who wants C.J. Stroud to win an MVP award, going against that schedule will build a serious, serious resume. I'd rather they win a Super Bowl. Um, does make it harder to do that, but hey, man. Go big or go home. Um, all right, so John Lopez said some things yesterday about this show um, and about our mentality towards approaching free agency. Seth, I should mention, John is not in today. He's out today. Brandon Scott oh. is in. for, But Landry is going to try to defend John's honor when we do the toss. Did we frighten him off? No, when no, did he no. call in sick? Was it after the first segment I don't think morning? so. I don't think he realized that'd be that, he funny. Had, that he had called us the hey. pop, everything that's wrong with Houston sports. These guys are being mean back. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to lay the groundwork here, here is uh, this promo, I think, kind of summarizes in the loop and, and it, mostly John Lopez's sort of mentality on what the Texans need to do in free agency. In the loop. When I hear this discussion about how to spend and all that, I don't know that we're fully grasping that for the next few years, C.J. Stroud is going to be on his rookie deal. Somebody's like, can you sign Mike Evans and Saquon? Yes. Yes, you can. You're not mortgaging the future. You're not all of a sudden in cap hell. You're still going to have cap space. Okay. Um, I think Lopez is of mine. Like, I don't think he's really caring about what the price tag is on those guys. I think he just wants Mike Evans. And Saquon Barkley, he wants an Oompa Loompa now. He's Veruca Salt. I want a Mike <laughs> Evans now, Daddy. Um, I want a Saquon Barkley now, Daddy. Um, so I don't think we need to replay all the audio they did yesterday leading into John's take about us. I think I, we can probably, Seth, lay out what our thoughts are on free agency. The the audio that, we, that they did play of us was you and I kind of admitting that we do take a more conservative approach to things yeah. like luxury items like Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. Right. And that especially, and that they do have a limited budget uh, 
partly because they have 30 free agents, eight of whom were starters. So you have eight holes in your roster right now um, that were starters. So, yeah, you've got 30 free agents that will need to be replaced or re-signed, eight of whom are starters. That's not cheap. So, yeah, there is a limited budget, just like there is for all of the 31 teams in the league. There is a limited budget. Uh, you know, there's creative ways to spend idiotically and stupidly, sure. But it's not as simple as like, ah, right. uh, damn the torpedoes. Right. We've got a little cash in our pocket. Let's spend it all. Right. So I think when it comes to things like Evans, a 31-year-old receiver, albeit a really, really good one, Saquon Barkley, a 27, 28, late 20s running back. Yeah. Uh, who's had injury issues. He's Evans is one where, with the injuries, we're kind of speculating and we're looking at the analytics of the age of the position. But the fact of the matter is he's been a rock. So I'm not anti-getting either of these guys. I'm anti-going whole hog in, like, spending way top of the mark, like being the one that wins a bidding war for either of these well, guys. You know, what it, you know what it is specifically, Sean? Yeah. If you think about, okay, let's think about the wide receiver position. We feel pretty good about it, right? We feel pretty good. You got two, like they need to, we need to get a third and maybe a fourth guy. Sure. But you've got two guys that are potential premier wide receivers in the league and Nico Collins and Tank Dell versus like, let's say defensive end. Well, we feel good about Will Anderson, right? Sure. sure. Yeah. We feel pretty good about John Grenard. Oh, oh, he's a free agent. He's a free agent, Seth. How about how about three of the top four defensive ends on the team are free agents and not currently that, that Houston hurts. Texans? Yeah. Derek Barnett, Jerry Hughes, and Jonathan Grenard, all free agents yep. and gone. Those guys are a sum total of about seventeen million dollars in salary from last year. Right. So it's not as simple as because I kept well, hearing yesterday, well, yeah, they've got 30 free agents, but they're not guys that are, like, expensive guys or anything. I, what? I, what? Well, it adds up. I mean, they, yeah. They, right. it, it adds up very, very quickly. Yeah, just yeah. Just no, the defensive the, end position alone. By NFL standards, they're, they're not super expensive guys. The problem is the 30. You gotta yeah. find you. You need thirty guys, you know. And, right. he, and I know some of those thirty are guys that are going to be, you know, end up being on the practice squad, end up not making the team, whatever. Um, but they like those guys, like even the lower level guys, man. Guys like forty five through fifty three on a roster cost a couple two million, three million dollars. Yeah, know? and I think like honestly, the one good point that Colin Coward made in several minutes of content was that the Texans are. Still very much in a rebuild mode. I don't, I do think that we, it's not, I don't think it's a mediocre mentality and all that's wrong with Houston Texans fandom. If you acknowledge that, yeah, you know what? They don't have the same roster as the Kansas City Chiefs or the 49ers right now. And like, a, a huge signing at running back and a huge signing at wide receiver does not all of a sudden elevate them to that level. Yeah. You still have to fill in a lot of spaces, and you can do a lot of it during the draft. But some of them, I, they're going to spend in free agency. I want them to spend in free agency, Same. but I don't want them to do it on splash idiocy. Right. Here was John Lopez when, we, when, when they had laid out audio of us saying, acknowledging that uh, maybe for the – Mike Evans chasers that were a bit of a killjoy, but we just look at it a little more conservatively. Um, here was Lopez categorizing us. I feel like they are the epitome. Uh-oh. And, this and, never and, goes good. Like I said, you. you're going to make me fight with them. I, think, I feel like they are the epitome of the mindset that is hard to shake in this town. Like Seth literally said, limited budget. It's not an unlimited budget. But there are only five teams that have more money to spend than the Houston Texans this year. 
Five. Okay. Ooh. So it's not an unlimited budget, but somehow it's not a limited budget. Yeah. I don't well, know it, where the in-between is between unlimited and It's limited. among the bigger limited budgets in the NFL. It's I among the bigger limited budgets yeah, in the NFL. I'm a, look, uh, the, the, there's a mindset that's hard to shake in this town, which, is, by the way, has won two world championships in the last couple of years. I don't know. If yeah. It, yeah like, I, I don't, I, like, this town has won a couple of world championships in the last few years. So I don't, I don't know if Lopez is stuck back in the early aughts or something. Right. Um, but I feel like the mindset in a lot of ways has been good for the, for the Astros. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Like, I, feel, I like, feel fans are pretty optimistic and have experienced some championship. And I don't, like, I don't understand what part of me wanting to follow a strategy that has worked for teams – the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens. I don't understand we're taking a somewhat conservative approach towards free agency is somehow part of a loser mentality or a mediocre mentality. I'm really, really, really struggling on how having a mentality of not stupidly signing running backs to second contracts or stupidly signing exorbitantly priced 31-year-old wide receivers. And I don't even know, like, I, like if they can get Mike Evans on a good deal, then so be it. I'm really having a hard time seeing how the only way to win is to spend huge on Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans right now. Yeah. Right now. I think that's what it boils down. And Lopez won't be here to defend himself, but Landry will be here. Landry's here as his attorney today. You know, sometimes you go to court and you just don't show up at court. You send your attorney to go do your business. So he's sending Landry Locker Esquire to come in and chat with us about this in the next segment. Um, I think it just boils down to John is flabbergasted that we won't spend top of market for Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. I think it's that simple. Like yeah. that somehow, like, because those are sexy toys. You know what I mean? Like that's, those are, those are tricked out SUVs. That's a limo. Like those are really gaudy things. Um we like really nice things. My, like my really nice thing would be like a nice uh, an outdoor kitchen on the back patio. You know, the other thing that's hard to shake in which Houston, is a defensive tackle, by the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yes, yes, exactly. Outdoor kitchen, a defensive yeah. tackle. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that's hard to shake is uh, like a notion, like that John keeps saying that somehow it's a sure thing when you sign people in free agency. When it, in fact, it's fraught with peril. Incredibly fraught with peril. The, the convincing majority of free agency signings are disappointments. Yep. And the vast majority of them don't even last the entire length of their contract yeah, like on three-year deals, much less four- and five-year deals where it gets even more daunting. So it's, uh, it's, it's, very, it's very much not, hey, plug and play. Yeah. Um, and he keeps characterizing it as such, and it's just flat out. That's flat out wrong. That's just a fact. Yeah. That's no, just a fact. That is just a fact. Yeah. He stole Lopez's catchphrase, too. That's just a fact. Although, in this case, it's an actual fact. Um, <laughs> text message points out, we are in the upper quartile of budgets. It's true. In the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's true. They are in the up. They're not in the upper quartile of the upper quartile, but they are in the upper quartile of salary cap space. Um, you do have to NFL. like. I feel like some of that though too. Again, like there, it's a simplistic way of looking at it when you say, "Hey, they've got the seventh most cap space," and at the same time, 
they also have the most free agents like that need to be replaced. Twice as much free agent. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like when people report, um, they try to make a company look like the big revenue. bad corporation. And they'll, talk, they'll say revenue instead yeah. of profits. Yep. Like they completely ignore the fact that like that, that company might have a 3% profit margin. That's exactly yeah. right. Like that's what you're doing right here is you're ignoring the profit margin and just telling me about gross revenue. Um, real quick, someone says, so what would you spend on? I've said I would spend on... Defensive tackle, like I would spend at the yeah. the levels that Le- Lopez is talking about with Evans and Barkley, like top of the position. I would spend on a tackle. Um, I would like Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins. I think they may have a hard time franchise tagging or keeping him. They're fifty million over the cap. Someone like that, Patrick Queen at linebacker. I think is going to be one of the higher paid linebackers. I would pay for him. That's the side of the ball I want to do the spending on, the yeah. big spending, the big ticket spending. I do think they well, need receivers, right? You know, right. and I would I. Somebody suggested that maybe uh, maybe somebody might be trying to suggest the Texans need to make a huge splash just so that when the Texans don't make a huge splash, they can criticize the Texans for not making that big splash. This is the point I'm making. I, when I say I want them to spend in free agency, it's not going to be on the guys that you're super excited about. Because, again, it's like you got to be very judicious in when you take the huge swing for those guys. Um, but it's the guys that are uh, like the, the second, third and fourth week signings and, and the like, yeah. you know, it, like I, I don't, I don't necessarily need to be in the Chris Jones market if he somehow made it to free agency. Mm. That's where the, the, the sheer number of positions and, and holes that need to be filled. That's where I, I get a little bit, I try to be more realistic about it. Like, I think they might spend a lot in free agency, but it's been on a lot of guys that are on two and three year deals, like a more advanced version of what Nick Casario has been doing. And then over time, you continue to build just like the 49ers. The, the 49ers are pretty careful and judicious in how many big name guys they sign in free agency, but they've done a really good job on building from within and they'll do a trade here or what have you. But um, that's, that's like one big ticket item I'd be cool with. And then the rest of it's just going to have to be blue collar plus type players. Yep. I'm with you on that. All right. Um, so where are the Texans on the board right now? As we sit for Mike Evans, for Saquon Barkley, for a couple of others, where do they lie on the odds board for those? We'll dig into that as we head towards the top of the hour here on a Friday on Payne and Pendergast. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Free agency is going to be so fun the next few weeks. It gets people, it gets people going, man. I, uh, I do think, uh, I honestly think that it's going, to be, it's going to be fun because people will be upset that there aren't a bunch of huge marquee signings. I think if there's one marquee signing that'll placate a good amount of people, 
uh, like just one. I'm not saying of a specific person, but it's, I think especially if it was if it was an edge rusher um, or if it was a, a, a linebacker like a, like Patrick Queen you had mentioned. I have some reservations about Patrick Queen just because I'm not sure that I'm not sure Christian Harris or Patrick Queen should be the green dot guy, the signal caller that's out there for all three downs. Yep. And it's not – I think either of them can play Mike or Will linebacker. It's more a matter of just being the guy in charge of making all the calls and everything. That's a lot. It's a lot to play and do all that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how D'Amico approaches that. Any number of the edge rushers, like if the Texans signed Josh Allen, I think people would be super stoked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's going to – I think there are also going to be a lot of like solid pros that fill out some of the rest of the roster. Yeah, I, I think the, the public reaction is – I mean, keep in mind, the public is a big entity, and there are there, a big group of the public doesn't follow all of these 150 top free agents super closely. They don't watch a ton of out-of-market games. They watch through a fantasy football prism. I think that's why sometimes names like Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley get people excited, because they touch the football, you know? And I think that's what gets people excited. Like, the defensive guys, naturally, there's probably, like, unless it's a huge, huge name— there's a tamping back of the amount of excitement that generates. And I think Josh Allen, I think, would. Because if there's a position on the defensive side of the ball that is sexy to the average fan, it's guys that get after the quarterback. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that would I think that would get that would get people excited. Christian Wilkins is becoming mine. I would love for them to just get a big hoss in the defensive middle of that defensive of line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like Christian Wilkins too. And I do think I like I think Christian Wilkins strikes me as a guy that's gonna play his ass off whether he's an undrafted rookie or whether he's the highest paid free agent in the le- in the league and but he might not come at the expense tag of Chris Jones hypothetically I don't th- I don't think Chris Jones is going to make it to free agency nope. or uh Matabike cuz Matabike had some just gaudy numbers this year so Christian Wilkins is a very uh, you know you look at the 10 million you had on the cap well it wasn't it was a 10 million sal- salary over one year for Sheldon Rankins mm-hmm. they spread it out a little bit yeah. um but if you're to like have that same hit on a, a more high-priced Christian Wilkins contract, yeah, I'd be really cool with that. Yeah, I mean, that's impact. That's impact right there. Now, as far as the two names that Lopez has brought up, as far as the guys he wants, and I think a lot of Texan fans want as well, hell, I'd yeah. be open to getting either guy, just not at the same price some are willing to pay for both of them. Saquon Barkley, the Texans are the favorite on the odds board right now on Bet Online to land Saquon Barkley. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know that there's any basis in that inside the building over at NRG Stadium or if it's more just the odds board taking a look at how many JPEG graphics have been put out on the I, internet I, as to where well, Saquon's a fit and the Texans yeah. are on quite a few of them. I think those odds are like the futures are okay. The futures are easy eye candy to try to lure people into gambling for one. Yeah. And, like they've got limits on them. It's really you're not you're work. not going to get rich betting on the on the futures and I think when it, they bait you a little bit, whenever there's oh Saquon Barkley followed a few Texans on social media. Oh. there's a whole lot of people that are going to go bet, go bet that Saquon Barkley went to the, uh, the is going to go to the Texans. Um, well, in fact, Vegas themselves might feel like yeah, it's a no, it's like it's it's not the favorite. John Crumpler texted me and said that Saquon followed Motor today, Devin Singletary. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that already they're getting along. Right, they you don't guys, have to worry about a, a, a multi-headed running back. Right, yeah. we don't have to worry about Motor saying I was the bell cow the second half of last year, and it's the most fun yeah. I've ever had at running back. Like, no, they're going to be like yin and yang, man. Okay, so the thing about like 
me and Derrick Henry, which I know a lot of a lot of you object to. That Texans I like fourth Henry. on the odds board for Derrick Henry. Fourth in the okay. fourth on the odds. So here's the thing with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot that Saquon Barkley can bring to you. Um, but there's two things. One is people will say, well, okay, Seth, you know, Saquon, he was running behind a bad offensive line. Derrick Henry was running behind a worse offensive line than the Giants' offensive line, and yet did better in almost every statistical category than Saquon Barkley. So who can do more with less Derrick Henry? The other part of it is that, yes, Derrick Henry has uh, still a higher, I think, overall home run hitting ability because of his receiving ability, too, Mm -hmm. compared to Derrick Henry. Um, But Derrick Henry was still the second leading rusher in the league. Um, Still had one of the fastest runs of the year on one of his home runs. Top speed. Yeah, the top speed deal there. So I think he still has that. But more than anything, I think there's a – I just suspect there's at least one team out there that's willing to spend old school stupid money on the promise of Saquon Barkley. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think that team's out there for Derrick Henry. Uh, like, I don't think there's stupid money out there for Derrick Henry. So I think the Texans could get him at, at a reasonable price. And frankly, I trust 30-year-old Derrick Henry to stay healthy over the next three years more than I trust fifth-year NFL player Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, I just he's, – he's just been more durable. It, and other than his one injury a couple of years ago, it, it hasn't been a concern for him. So I yep. feel I feel better about Derrick Henry. Mike Evans is all over the map on the odds boards because I know there was one that had the Texans as a as the favorite like a week ago, like three to one, and then Tampa was three and a quarter to one, like that. Like they were the favorite, and it included the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The ones I'm looking at now on Bet Online are all like Mike Evans next team if it's not Tampa Bay. So mm-hmm. the Texans are way down on this one. So he's. The Chiefs are the favorite at two to one. Yeah. Then the Jets at three to one. That's obviously with the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy. Chicago Bears at five to one. Carolina Panthers seven to one. Buffalo Bills at okay. Buffalo Bills at nine to one, tied with the Texans. So the Texans are tied for fifth. I'm gonna I'm gonna just debunk a few of these here, Seth. Um, the Bills are like fifty million over the cap. They're not making a splurge signing on Mike Evans. They're they're trying to shed money. Not go they get made a money. stupid Von Miller signing a yes. few years ago, and they're still hurting because of it. That signing happened in free agency, I'm told, um, mm. which I was also told is just full of sure things uh, when you shop in the Von Miller aisle. Uh, I don't think he's going to Carolina. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans I'm talking about here. I yeah. just, like Chicago and Carolina, I'd be shocked if he went to either of those places, right? Carolina, well, yeah, the, the one thing is his offensive coordinator is now the head coach in Carolina. Dave Canales. Yep. So can Canales convince Mike Evans that a look, Bryce Young is still the deal. Like he's he's still got all the promise we thought he didn't be. We're going to have we're going to have a better options for him. We're going to have better like he might be able to sell him on that. Mm-hmm. So I see that connection and maybe maybe that would make sense, but I don't I don't want to like just assume that Mike Evans is going to be ring chasing. Remember, everybody did that with J.J. Watt. They assumed he'd they be did. ring chasing. Yeah. Then he signed with the Cardinals. So I don't want to assume that he'll be ring chasing. Right. He does already have one. Um, but I think he'd probably want to be – I would ass- I'm guessing he wants to be in a, a more readily competitive situation. Yes. Yeah, I think it's so It's different. Too. You know, the thing about like J.J. going to Arizona, the thing about being a defensive lineman is – you can at least individually be productive on any kind of team. Good mm-hmm. team, bad team. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. You can be productive on that team. Wide receivers, it's a whole different deal. Yeah. Wide receivers, you really rely upon 
being on a competitive offense. You know, Aaron, Andre Johnson was not all that competitive his first few years in the league, and it had zero to do with Andre Johnson. Yeah. It was that he was on a crap offense, you know? Oh, no, man. Adam Thielen found a way to look like Jerry Rice last year on uh, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> the numbers Thielen was, I say Jerry Rice. He was averaging like eight yards a catch or something like he that. He was, yeah, but it was high volume, right? Huge They're high volume. He had like 100 catches. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, he put up crazy catch numbers last year. I, look, the Chiefs make sense. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs the Chiefs could. Chiefs make sense. Jets make sense if you got Aaron Rodgers there, too. Like, that's a go-for-it yeah. team. Like, we got one year with Aaron Rodgers, probably, to go for it, you know? Well, it's a, it's a go-for-it team, but also, like, you know, Martez Valdez-Scantling isn't what he once was. And you got Rasheed Rice is pretty much the one thing you feel good about it. Like, the Texans, the Texans have a better wide receiver situation than the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yes, I would If I would you want to, If you want to paint it out to, like, how, how it feels like it's overspending to splurge on a wide receiver right now for the Texans, the Texans do indeed have better, a better wide receiver situation than the Chiefs. All right, let's reset before we bring Landry in. John Lopez is out today, so he's not here to speak for himself. So he sent his attorney, Landry Locker, to speak for him in the court of Payne and Pendergast. Here was here was John Lopez yesterday saying that the fiscally conservative approach to the salary cap adhered to on Payne and Pendergast is the epitome of the old the old school mentality in this. I'll let John Lopez lay it out. I feel like they are the epitome. Uh oh, this, <laughs> this never goes good. Like I said, you. you're going to make me fight with them. I think I feel like they are the epitome of the mindset. That is hard to shake in this town. Like Seth literally said, limited budget. <laughs> it's not an unlimited budget, but there are only five teams that have more money to spend than the Houston Texans this year. Five. They are. They, they are in the upper court. We are in the upper quartile of teams with salary cap space. So Landry Locker steps in. Brandon Scott in for John Lopez. He's here as well. Um, That's that PTSD that he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that we don't want to spend top dollar on Mike Evans and Saquon Park. I feel, Landry, I feel I've listened to enough of it, both live and you guys rehashing it and us rehashing it here today. I feel like with Lopez, it just boils down to he, he doesn't like the fact that Seth and I want to pay tippy top here, dollar for a couple of guys. Here's, here's the deal. Like, uh, so the biggest argument me and Lopez have had this week and the biggest arguments we've had over the course of our time together, which is which is the better part of, of a decade, is he has this notion that there's some sort of, like, scarred fan base in Houston. And the last time that we had this argument, the epitome, was Sean Payton. He wanted Sean Payton. And he said anything less than Sean Payton was settling for less. You remember this, right? This is the mindset. This is the defeatist mindset. So I don't think there's a defeatist mindset that exists. Okay. That's the biggest argument uh, with Lopez. I will say, though... I kind of feel like you two, Seth and Sean, mm-hmm. are kind of being just as reckless as as y'all are accusing Lopez of with some of the names that y'all are throwing out. Like, to me, when you talk about bad contracts, and I don't know what Mike Evans is going to get. Four years is kind of scary. We always use spot rack as the starting point. Four years is kind of scary. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to get. But when you start throwing out names like Patrick Queen and mm-hmm. Christian Wilkins, those are the kind of guys that I think end up being the bad contracts that Seth mentions that don't get into the third or fourth year. Like those guys, like paying Patrick Queen $17 million to be a linebacker when you have, you know, Christian Harris, Blake Cashman, you have the draft equity. Yeah. Henry Tortolo. I think that's just as reckless as Mike Evans. And I think the running back position is so much different now to where I actually I don't think their impact is lower. I, I, I think the value of the position is lower, and that's kind of like an opportunity when it comes to Saquon. Yeah. I think, um, you know what, you well, 
you are you're correct in that it's fraught with peril for guys like the ones that I mentioned. I feel like that's where the spending on one of those guys comes in where, okay, that's acceptable risk. Um, and the upside is still there versus with an older guy. Uh, Lopez did mention yesterday that, like, I was bringing up rare exceptions of free agency contracts that don't work out. We all I'll do that, 2000, though. I'll we, give you we, the 2000. No, but I'll just give the, the top free agents from 2021. Um, Trent Williams, who was re-signed by his own team, so that barely counts. Uh, Bud, Bud Dupree, Ooh. that worked out fantastically <laughs> well. I would say Joe Thune was a good one. Oh, Kenny Galladay, you say. Okay. Um, Corey Lindsley, Trey Hendrickson, Matt Judon, Johnu Smith. It's like a, there's a smorgasbord of good and bad contracts. But aren't those, those more guys. Wilkins and Queen yeah. category than Mike Evans? That would be my question. Like, isn't that, is, aren't those guys like closer to like what Queen and, and Wilkins are right. than no, Mike yes, Evans? Right. No, yes, they are. They, they are, but you're swing, so you're taking a risk, but you're doing it at a position that needs an upgrade. Versus taking the similar risk on Mike Evans plus age added onto that at a position that you already have, which is wide receiver. Like the I, where I think that Lopez is guilty of is not addressing the fact that this is still a rebuilding roster. There are holes all over the place. There are eight starters that need to be replaced. Like it's not as simple as hey, spend big on these t- these two. Like running, see, I still just, I don't want to pay a running back on a second contract. I'm almost dead set opposed to it, unless he's like the cherry on top. Like, like the McCaffrey type, like if, if Saquon right, could and even be then, like their they McCaffrey. Didn't actually, right, and even McCaffrey, they didn't really spend on They him. traded half a draft. I mean, that, yeah. I wouldn't dismiss trading half of a draft when you have limited draft equity. I would say and that's it, a lot. And like I said, that was the cherry on top. Yeah. That's different than where the Texans are right now. Yeah, and see, but for me, I feel like, and this is maybe where I'm reckless with it. But I'm willing to take the risk. Like all of the things that Seth is concerned about are things that I'm willing to risk because I think that Mike Evans still has a year or two left of elite football in him. No, that- I, I feel like Saquon Barkley is in his prime. Like I think that these situations are a little bit different. Like- and the risk that you would be taking by signing those guys is one worth taking well, in my mind. Yeah, if you can do it. Well, and that's the thing. We're all operating blind because we don't know what the price tag is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's we're all kind of running blind on all this because I. I don't think either of us are opposed to having Barkley or Evans on the team. I think it's just the, there, there's a disparity in how much and how far we would go to do it and where we would use those dollars. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 